Hey, Bob. Hey, Nicole. So excited to have you along to help me re-energize the Men Becoming Better Men podcast. I mean, it's been good so far, but I, what, what I really want to do is make a deeper impact with my brothers who are struggling with shame, lust, anger, purpose, and respect. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We are going to start speaking about those harder topics that you just mentioned and the topics that some podcasters may shy away from, you know, but we really need to be heard like the inner child needs and how addiction is taught through abuse. Yeah, and while bringing both the male and female perspective, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree with you. So with that being said, buckle up men, grab a notebook and a pen so you can gather some tools, tips, and success stories on the Men Becoming Better Men podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Men Becoming Better Men podcast. I am your host, Nicole Harmony, along with my co-host, Bob Wisher. And how are you doing today, Bob? I'm doing awesome. Can't wait to just get this weekend going. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Got been a lot a long of exciting week. things going on this weekend. Boy, I tell you what, this new moon energy is bouncing stuff out of our field faster than a prom dress coming off on prom night. It is insane energy going on right now. I don't know if anybody else is feeling this, but hold on to your butt, seriously. Right. Um, <clears throat> but... Yeah, let, so let's go ahead and dive into this week's topic, which is the topic of loneliness amongst men, right? And, um, you know, really the dangers of the lone wolf mentality that we we can all have, even women. You know, I, I've had the lone wolf mentality before and have had to heal from it and kind of shift through it in order to serve the men, actually. But, but yeah, so, you know, let's just dive into this a little bit more and Right now, I'm not going to speak in towards the intimate relationship. Um, I'm going to speak towards the friendships and the tribe and the relationships that, you know, men cultivate amongst other men. And an interesting statistic that came across me, ac across my plate was since the 1990s, the percentage of men that have no close friendships is at 15%. And that is a five or five times increase to today. And to make that more visible for people, <clears throat> let's say that you have 20 male acquaintances. And that, that means, means that theoretically, three of your male acquaintances will have no close friendships at all. And also in the 90s, more than half of the men, which is 55%, reported having at least six close friends. Now today, in 2023, that number has been cut in half. And how sad is that? So just to make this clear, think about three of our brothers that do not have close friendships. And for those that do, they have just three people, men or women, that they can confide in. And that's heartbreaking to me. And at the same time, helps to bring more clarity to the suicide rate that is amongst the men. And let me just add a little bit to that is this week on Facebook, there was a couple of people that posted in the late, in the late hours, hours saying that they were ready to give up and they were both men. And what was so heartwarming to me was that the amount of people that showed up and were like, the world needs you tomorrow needs you don't give up. You know, this is trying to reflect back that this happens to all of us. And, you know, you have the tools and you have the support to make it through, to push through. 
And that's what we need to do. We need to have, even if you're not sitting next to somebody and you're not texting them every day, just having that support and knowing that there's that support out there is so crucial. <clears throat> and so I would love to hear your, your thoughts on that, Bob, since you yourself yeah. experienced losing a brother recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I, the statistics are kind of staggeringly low as, as far as I can tell. 15% just seems way too low to me based on yeah. the number of men I've talked to who aren't in relation, you know, intimate relationships or have a best friend that they can trust. Um, I would gather, I would actually gather from that statistic that men, the men are being pulled, aren't even being honest about their situation. That's how bad a shape they're in. Kind of like mm. when you ask people how many sex partners they've had, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of like everybody exaggerates. And when you ask me how many friends I have, oh yeah, I have tons of friends. Yeah. I, I actually, there was a man that came into our group uh, a couple weeks ago. He's like, I'm here because I have no friends. Mm, I've mm. heard men say that exact thing. There's that's why men are showing up at this group is because they do not have those friends. And I, and mm. I can tell you personally, I, I was around in the eighties and nineties when this poll was supposedly taken. I could, I guarantee you, I didn't have six close friends because mm. I actually, I, as I read through our, your show, your show notes previous to, to um, getting on today, I actually had to think, Right now, today, of the six men that I would consider that, the, and I ended up, I came up with more than six, but it took me a second to go, oh yeah, him, him, him. I, you know, I called him my name, and they're, it's not like men are falling all, you know, having these big groups of men that they can trust. I mean, I have, I have 30 men that I, 30 some men that I want to trust as part of men becoming better men, but I don't have the intimate relationships with all of them to where I'm telling them all my deep, dark secrets all the time. So plus there's a, there's a probably a fine line there too, as far as what you can really handle. Um, mm -hmm. As far as, you know, having those kind of relationships, it's a, it's, it's a little, if you're not, if you're not tuned to it, having more than six men coming to you with the issues they trust, you know, it could be a little much. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree that that it's definitely a contributing factor um, with suicide because I'm I'm sure in this last case, my friend that that uh, took his life a couple months ago, I, I'm not sure that even that would have made a difference because I know I know he knew I had his back, so to have I, I, so that means he had at least one man he could trust because I know he was telling me some deep dark stuff, but I don't know how many. You know, does it take for me to have six men that I can trust so I know that I'm going to be immune to to feeling, uh, you know, horrible enough that I, where I'm going to do something drastic? Or, you know, is it was it one? Is it three? Is it five? Is it how many how many men does it take to be in your circle of trust to where you're you're going to feel enough comfort to to not do that? So, yeah, to, to put it back to the lone wolf kind of um thought process being by yourself definitely no bueno you know having one it's a great step in the right direction but that might not even be enough you know yeah yeah definitely and um you know it's interesting that like what is it with men that breaks the barrier of 
being able to confide because you yourself just said, I have 30 men around me, but I don't necessarily confide. And, you know, until I know that women are much more adapt to sharing their feelings and being emotional and, and being vulnerable. So what is it with men that, that prevent them from doing that? Like, what is it? Fear, fear of vulnerability and weakness. They, they think it's, they yeah. think it's a weakness to, to have to come, have to come to another man and say, Oh, you know, I'm having trouble with my wife or I, you know, I can't, you know, I can't deal with this boss anymore. It's, it's, it's a sign of weakness and, and men think making it up, you know, if you're thinking you're making it up, um, yeah. that, that, that's just not true. It, it's actually a sign of strength for a man to be able to come to another man and say, Hey man, can I just, can you just listen to me word vomit yeah. for five minutes? <laughs> yeah. Get all this, the, and it's funny. One of the, one of the men in my group, now uh, we talked the other day, um, it, it's a hundred percent of the reason he comes is just to word vomit and it makes him feel better because he's dealing with some family stuff. He's dealing with some work stuff. He just gets it out of his system and he feels better and he can go on and face it every day because he yeah, has yeah. that, he has that method or that means to let it out. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like you said, it's the, the vulnerability, it takes confidence in your masculinity and, and yeah. as being a man in order to be vulnerable. Yeah. And and you said with men, so do do men find it easier to confide in a woman? Like I know that uh, you know my male clients they find it much easier to confide in me and share with me being a woman uh, rather than going to a male healer, a male coach, or you know a male mentor. And so yeah, I mean I think that I mean it's just unfortunate that that we have these mentalities of needing to do everything on our own and being, you know, on these islands by ourselves and, you know, not to overshadow suicide, but, you know, the, the low love mentality may affect our health, our relationship, our goals. And I have to give credit to Connor Beaton and he's the author of men's work. I'm not sure if you've read that book or not, but this is where I pulled some of these statistics from that I'm using this week. And he said that a loneliness experience was performed by the BBC and they analyzed data from over 46,000 people globally and revealing a higher frequency of loneliness in men and specifically younger men, which I found uh, was very interesting, but that the loneliness not only impacts the mental health, but it's also your physical well-being, increasing the risk of death and contributing to non-communicable diseases. And then the research also showed that long-term loneliness can be as harmful as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. 15 cigarettes per day. Like that's crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> and that's why it's so important to mention that loneliness does not necessarily mean full and complete isolation. You can be around and or in the wrong, with the wrong people and still experience loneliness, right? You can be in the wrong relationship and experience loneliness. And loneliness can also look like not needing or accepting the support of others. And, you know, I, I've got it and I, you know, I can figure it out on my own because I'm a man mentality, you know, what are your thoughts on this? 
Oh, it's just, uh, yeah, that I, as, as a person who was lonely in a marriage for three quarters of it before my divorce, it's, yeah. Um, I, I, and I've said this many times, men are taught this at a very young age and it's repeated over and over during our lives from competition in sports to attracting girls to the classroom, to jobs. It's always, a, everything's always a competition. It's like it were programmed to always be in competition. And I can remember the days when I would look at other men with such contempt because I felt like he was going to take my spot in some way, whether it was at work or in a relationship or on a sports team. And it's ridiculous thinking. And I, and I get there's a fine line between teaching winning, losing, failure, all that, and participation trophies. But we've got to find a way for men to understand there's a difference between the battlefield and the bench. You know, competing mm. when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. And when we're on the field, we compete. Whether it's a, you know, if we're competing for a piece of business, you know, a contract, to, uh, you know, work, or, or, you know, literally in sports, football, baseball, whatever, we're, we're competing, we're on the field, yes. But when we're not on the field, we, we need to be support, loving and supporting each other it's like like women do, but in a masculine way, not, you know, women do it their way. We'll do it our way. But the fact of the matter is we have to do it because if we don't, we're, we're just going to keep and having to mourn our brothers who who decided that enough is enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, the way that the women do support one another is that we we want you to we want to see you win. I mean, at yeah. least majority of the women i know that there are women out there that that don't you know have that mentality but yeah the men would just adopt that same mentality where there's a difference between a manager and a leader you know within the the corporate world and the manager is somebody that micromanages and you know takes credit for you know your doings and the leader is the one that's like supportive and we all need to be leaders you know, we all need to be leaders of our lives and we all need to be leaders of our brothers and our sisters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so going into the intimate relationship, you know, let's, let's just start to unpack a little bit about how the lone wolf mentality is not really doing any favors within the intimate relationship. Right. And, you know, it's the belief that the final 5% of healing happens within the intimate relationship. And, you know, why is that? And it's because we inevitably trigger one another and we are going to mirror back to one another, the shadow parts of ourselves. And if you don't have that intimate relationship, if you're not getting those triggers, then how are you going to see those shadows unless you're, you know, working with like somebody like Baba Rai. But, you know, this, these are the places where the healing needs to occur. And I know, I know, you know, the, <laughs> the men are like, I, I posted this on social media and the men were like, I, I, 95% of me, you know, that's good for me. But as men, do men want to win 95% of the time or do men want to win a hundred percent of the time? What do you think? Well, like I just said, we're always in competition and we, we want to win a hundred percent. of yeah. the time. Yeah, exactly. We want 100% of the trophy. We don't want 95% of it. We don't want the, you know, the little, whatever, uh, wing <laughs> cut off. <laughs> and I don't want a participation <laughs> ribbon either. I don't want yeah. a participation ribbon. Yeah, exactly. So, 
in order to be the best version of yourself for you, for your loved ones, your kids, an intimate relationship is the appropriate training ground for this. And so there's no accountability for your actions. If you're not in an intimate relationship, if you're currently going on the journey of self-development, there's no measure of growth there, you know, and then sex becomes more of an act of masturbation rather than actual true connection. And then plus, you know, we're divided, like the government has been creating for decades. You know, we're easier to control when we're not in an intimate relationship. So guys, men, women, whoever is listening to me that is saying and buying into the BS that is on social media of you're better off being alone. You're better off being single. You have more money in the bank. You da, 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 da. Guess what? You're not winning 100% of the time at life if you're avoiding being in an intimate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob, being a married man, can you reflect for the listeners how your relationship has been integral for your own personal growth and journey? Absolutely. <laughs> my, my amazing wife, Lisa, has been a gift from God for me. She came into my mm -hmm. life just at the right time. That, and when I was that man that we discussed earlier, I was friendless, alone, broken, and ready to pull the plug. Uh, she showed me what love truly was because the previous 19 years, I thought I knew what it was, but I didn't. And her love made me draw closer to God, which drew mm -hmm. me closer to the men around me. And loving men around me now allows me to do all the things I do to help men heal. And part of that is learning how to be in relationship in a healthy way, which starts by healing the other parts of yourself that have been decimated by the ways of the world and your past. I truly yeah. believe that that starts with gaining control over anger and feeling like you and feeling like you have a purpose because you won't even be able to let go of the wheel of your past and be able to help you find consistent peace and true purpose if you, if you don't do that. So if you work, if you don't work these things out, you'll act them out in unhealthy ways. And one of those is repelling intimate relationships without even knowing. It. Yeah. Yeah. That says a lot there. <clears throat> It's interesting because um, I have a theory that I've developed over working with the men and and women, you know, in the, in the the previous years, and I feel like women enter into the the journey of self development and healing and growth for themselves, and men, not all men, I'm saying majority of men enter into that growth and journey because of a woman either yeah. a woman that they lost yeah. or the woman that they're trying to keep. hundred percent. Actually, I had a client back when I first started coaching. It, the only reason he became my client is because his wife made him. Oh, wow. And he didn't lie. He, did, that, he, didn't but... even, he didn't even complete the program. He fizzled out in the middle. He just, he couldn't, he, it, he, it was so against the grain of what, he yeah. wanted for himself. He, he petered yeah. out. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's to be expected because it wasn't his choice really. I mean, yeah. he was kind of, you know, his hand was forced type of thing, an ultimatum. Um, so that's why it is important, you know, for as a man, you know, if you're wanting to do this level of work, it's, it is for you and really like focus on that. I mean, yeah, it's going to be great for your intimate relationship or the woman that you're trying to attract, but really do it for you 
because it's going to change your life. It's going mm-hmm. to change others around you and, and what you attract into your life. But at the end of the day, this level of support and work is for you. Yeah. And, I, and it's I'm really a, sure. And I, yeah. I'm a perfect example. I was, I was there. I was, I was broken. I was ready to give up. And if I yeah. hadn't, if I hadn't hired a coach and started doing the work and learning about myself and growing and growing and growing and growing, and then meeting my wife and, it's it, it's it's been definitely this trajectory yeah. i started here and it's now you know and, and i'm still moving i'm still moving up i we talked in our pre-call about how my life is still moving up it's it's endlessly abundant when you when you're able to to get your arms around it and heal those those broken pieces and get on a path it's yeah just, and, it, yeah, and, it's, and, and it's fun. It's a thrill ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, the healing journey is kind of a roller coaster too, because you can mm-hmm. be going up and then you kind of start to descend. But when you have tools and you have the framework and you have the support, you can quickly go back up. You you oh, don't have sure. to go all the way down in the roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. It's like you three, know, I, three steps up and one step down, and three more steps yeah. up and one step down, and you just keep you know, exactly. you're going to fall back because you're going to learn things and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to, you know, all the mistakes that you should have done in your 20s, made in your 20s and your 30s, mm-hmm. you're making in your 40s and 50s. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an up and down, but you, as long as you're making more steps up than you back down, you're yeah. still moving forward. Yeah. Moving up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been kind of experimenting <laughs> with the emotion code and, you know, releasing the trapped emotions. I'm choosing things on my body that I'll physically be able to see change. Right. So I started with my nails. I've always had short stubby nails with like all these ridges on them. And so I did some emotion code around it and now I have healthy and I'm growing out my nails for the first time in 25 years or something like that. I mean, it's incredible. And then I think it was yesterday I had uh, diseased gums and have always had receding gums. So I started doing some work on that. I did a before after or before photo so I can, you know, kind of see my progress, but your trapped emotions can create so much within your body and in your life. And it's just, it's insane to me how, um, you know, finding this level of work, how it's, I'm watching just these huge transformations in myself. And then the people that, you know, I'm honored to hold space for, for doing this level of work. So, <clears throat> and that leads us into uh, what we're going to call the releasing of the trapped emotions, which it's uh, the same thing. It's the energy clearing, but we're just going to rename it releasing of the trapped emotions. Cause that's really what we're doing. And so men, Bob, are you going to participate? Nope. Okay. So men, And if you're driving, please pull over. Do not do this while you're driving. (laughs) And we're just gonna start by focusing on our breath. Go ahead and allow your eyes to close. And if you feel comfortable, have your palms on top of your thighs, facing up so you're open and ready to receive this clearing of your trapped emotions.
And I'm going to have you take a deep breath in and hold it. I'm going to give you a phrase to repeat silently in your head, and then you're going to exhale it out loud and deep. And just listen to my voice with the prompts. Here we go. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anger with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anxiety with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all fear with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all pain with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all unworthy with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with belief with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with enjoyment with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with safe with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with love with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with trust with nobody understands me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anger with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anxiety with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all fear with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all pain with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all I'm worthy with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with belief with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with enjoyment with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with safe with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with love with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. <clears throat> I release all blocks with trust with I don't feel worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anger with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anxiety with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all fear with I don't have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all pain with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all I'm worthy with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with belief with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with enjoyment with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with safe with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with love with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with trust with I have to do everything on my own. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I am so happy and grateful that I am understood. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I am so happy and grateful that I am worthy of support. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. 
I am so happy and grateful that I am supported in all ways. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I am so happy and grateful that I am open to receiving better than I can imagine in all areas of my life. Good. Take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. And when you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes. And if you participated in this releasing of the trapped emotions, please know that this is very deep energy work and to honor your body for the rest of the day, drink plenty of water as you will be removing toxins from your body. And then that makes it easier to remove the toxins Rest if you need to rest. And that is all today from Men Becoming Better Men. And I want to add that if nobody has told you today that you are loved, you are worthy, you are seen, you're heard, and you're validated. Bob, would you like to add anything before we go? I just want to thank the men for being here and uh, thank for supporting us. Like a you know, like comment, follow, etc. You know the usual stuff. I know we were talking earlier about uh, getting feedback and the fact that we don't get a ton. Um, and I know I, I commented to Nicole that I I listen to a lot of podcasts and I don't give a lot of feedback either. But you know, we, it, we really do appreciate it, and we 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 like knowing you're there. Uh, we, you know, we can see that there's there's people listening to the podcast, but uh, having some having some feedback on on the things we're talking about. Um, you know, just if it res if it's resonating, if it's not resonating, um, maybe what you'd like us to talk about, um, that's always an option as well. Uh, feel free to throw some some suggestions in the box, whatever. Um, but we just we just want to support you. Um, we, and like 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 she said, and like I've said before, we we love you and we we appreciate that you're here, and uh, we just want to support you. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's a great add on. <clears throat> we, if you're not liking the content, let us know what you would like us to talk about because we are here there for you. We're here to support you and your journey. So reach out and let us know. All right. That's all for, that's all for us today. And thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week. See ya.